so remind me of the last few seconds. Phantom pushed the, the button. The, oh, yeah! We left Quint and Phantom alone in a room with a wild device. That's our first mistake. All the rest of us went out the door. I was going to go sleep. Who was, someone was carrying Espanto? Was Thermite carrying Espanto? Yes. Yeah, so Espanto was falling asleep in the brief two minutes we left Phantom and Quint alone. And then the glass case of the thing was open, the, the uh, you know, big lever was flipped, and then the button was pushed. And then Espanto woke up, turned around, saw ghosts coming out of the device. This device that is as big as a car. And did she say... There's ghosts coming out of that or something? I feel like I did. Because I feel like the go the joke was go go ghost, but I actually did say ghosts. Yes. Okay. So everyone knows ghosts are happening, not necessarily the intricate details that you are seeing ghosts coming out of the machine because no one else can see ghosts. Okay. We have Phantom and Quint next to the the, the machine that is generating, seemingly making ghosts come out of it. And at the entryway to the warehouse in freeze frame, we have Espanto turning around and seeing this with nearby Thermite, Judy, and Cypress. What do you do? Espanto's like, what did you do? I I just, I turned on the machine. D- turn it off. Uh, d- okay, I, I'll figure it out. Uh, I'll, I'll go to turn off the machine. It turns off. Well, before it turns off, what were the ghosts doing? They're just like coming out of the crevices of it, like like phasing out of the device and flying up. Like they're leaking out of it. Like they're leaking out of it, maybe. Huh. Yeah, I don't know what this machine's supposed to do, but it's leaking ghosts. It's leaking ghosts. It's leaking ghosts when you turn it on. What the hell is it? Like eating the ghosts? I don't know. Can we push it and see what happens? No. No. I know what happens. Ghosts come out of it. Please don't do that. And also I get a bad headache, so let's not. Do you think the ghost has to do with its unique power source? Phantom, you said it was something to do with dimensions? Yeah. I I mean, maybe ghosts live in between dimensions. I'm not really knowledgeable on ghosts. No, that makes sense. I... From what I understand, ghosts are, like, projections of dimensions. I don't really get all of it. I'm not, I'm not the science girl, but this definitely, definitely has something to do with other dimensions. Maybe it's taking ghosts from other dimensions and putting them here for some reason, but it doesn't, it feels like the fact that ghosts are coming out of it is not on purpose. Uh, Junie's talking, she's like, so we knew that this device was turned on like 20 minutes or so ago, right? Before we ran here. Do you think that that means the person that made it pressed the button? Are they going to come back? Oh, this device is loud enough that people who can't sense ghosts could tell it was on. Do you think like they're going to come back? Like maybe they're not too far away. I mean, it's possible. We should get ready for them to come. Phantom goes invisible. <laughs> yeah. We either need to get out of here and watch the perimeter or get ready for them to find us here. Or we could find somewhere to hide. There's a lot of stuff in this room. I mean, I can just stay inside here and be invisible. It's not like they're going to be able to see me. Yeah, but you shouldn't be there alone. And the rest of us can find somewhere to 
sneak. Yeah. So to remind everyone, we're in a big warehouse. There are lots of, there's lots of nooks and crannies in here. If we want to hide here, it's very possible to do so. On a player level, I need to ask, I can very much have Quint do something stupid here because he has no shame. And that would be just to call out, hey, you have 30 seconds before I smash this thing. Okay, so uh, Mystic was right when she said this person is like not immediately there. So we have some time. If you said that, I I just think that time would have to pass before someone would be there to be able to respond to what you're saying. The way I'm picturing is Quentin's just like looking at his watch while you guys are finding places to hide and waiting a reasonable amount of time before he calls out. Oh my gosh. Unless someone wants to stop him or, you know, we as players don't want to do something dumb. Well, I think, team, I think you can all see that Quint is not trying to hide. Do any of you try to stop him or try to force him into your hiding place with you? I I think Thermite would be like, do you have a different plan, Senior Special Agent? Yes. Why bother hiding? I mean, it's kind of my MO. We could gain more information if they don't know we're here. I mean, that that sounds true. I, I don't know. We also could prepare for a fight i maybe they don't want to fight us i don't know or we can just ask questions when the, they show up yeah Cy- cypress chimes in he's like well i'm not sure if they'll want to fight but i think these are pretty valuable machines in here and we were messing with them i i just want to know what is this thing and why it's doing it what it's doing and if the only way to find out is punch someone until they tell us, then maybe we should punch someone until they tell us. Well, I mean, if Quint wants to be the only one out in the open, I suppose he could start asking questions, and if things go badly, we can all take whoever this is by surprise. It's not like we're leaving him alone. I think you can hear the sound of a uh, steam-powered carriage approaching. Well, we have to decide very quickly. I think Cypress again grabs uh, Judy's hand and, and pulls her up into the rafters where they go to hide. Thermite's just going to be like, all I'm going to say is, is that it is my advice to you that we all hide. Advice noted, Special Agent Thermite. Mm. You can hear the sound of the engine turning off, whirring down of the, the carriage outside. Yeah, she hides. Quint is going to lean on the device. I think Brandon's going to stay close by to Quint just in case something happens so they can quickly, like, I don't know, pull him out of the way or something. I I think actually Sponge is hiding in the machine. Ooh. Oh! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> in case they turn it on, she wants to see what's happening. That seems like a very bad idea. Okay. Now, if I remember, Quint, you're just wearing, are you wearing a hat? You're, like, not wearing your mask or anything. Are you wearing your glasses? I am wearing my glasses, but if I'm going to be doing something dumb and supery, I, I can put on my domino mask. I'm just wondering, would you have thought to do that in this moment? I, I, I think so. He knows what he's doing is dumb. Okay. <laughs> well, at least he knows. Quint is well aware of, uh, of his dumbassery. But it still doesn't stop him. <laughs> How am I going to make this person enter the room? As dramatically as possible. (laughs) Yeah, so you're looking at the doorway, and through the open doorway comes a person with blue hair in a messy updo, 
wearing what I, for my personal notes, have uh, thought of as a, a professor in Ventrix, but make it young. So uh, if you haven't listened to Protean City, what I mean is like a full bustled uh, dress of like fine fabrics and just what you think of as like elaborate uh, Victorian clothing. And she looks steamed <laughs> and she is marching in here and behind her is a, another person wearing a, a suit over a waistcoat and a shirt, but in an unusual fashion, the sleeves have been tailored to stop at the elbows. And this person is following in tow. And the, the first girl comes in and she says, what is the meaning of this? How dare you turn on our device? How did you even? Hey, did you know your machine is grinding ghosts? Or something. I am not at liberty to talk about the nature of the device yet. Why don't you come to our presentation tomorrow? No, hey, I'm from another dimension. Clint. And I just want to tell you that this is probably dangerous. Phantom, are you whispering in Quint's ear? Yes. Clint. <laughs> Jesus Christ, why are you saying uh, that? And, and uh, Phantom, you can see that this is your other self. Yes, I, I assume when you said blue hair, I'm like, ah. <laughs> Thermite, are you watching what's happening as well? Yeah. Yeah, so you can tell that behind her is your other self. And uh, you take a second to think about it because uh, this is probably the first time uh, you're meeting an other self that uh, is not um, feminine like the first one that you met. This person is is very androgynous. And they are falling in tow behind this phantom other self. And uh, they say... I'm sorry. We're going to have to escort you away from our device. I don't think that's going to happen. I'd really love for you to explain what your machine is supposed to do. I'm not telling you anything, especially when you're touching it. Like I said, you can come to our presentation tomorrow. And maybe I won't press charges. So this might be a provoke, but I want a psychic spear and very threateningly hold it close to this machine. Yeah, I guess so. Are you looking for a fight now? <laughs> so you're either going to explain to me what this thing does, or you're not going to get to explain it to anyone. You roll that? <laughs> oh. That is a 14. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> for NPCs on a 10+, plus, they rise to the bait and do what you want. Haven't you read the itinerary of tomorrow's presentations? This device is the future of energy. And I'd appreciate it if you didn't damage it. I can explain the details to you if you're able to actually comprehend what I'm talking about. I mean, most people don't, and you don't exactly look like the kind of person who would understand, but... I certainly can, but I'm sure you can. Then, then Quinn's going to look in the invisible, empty air where he thinks Phantom is. Yeah, I think I would understand. I think she uh, looks in the air looking for some source of that sound, uh, not, not expecting invisibility. Please, please step away from the device. Uh, and I think the, the, uh, thermite other self is like, come on, we can talk this out, but also like cracking their knuckles and like clearly trying to threaten you at the same time. Oh, that's adorable. But sure, we can certainly talk. But like I said, you really should start explaining soon, because psychic weapons 
they don't really have any weight, but this one really feels like it wants to just swing. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned you know something about dimensions, right? Well, this is a device that uses the inherent energy that is released when the dimensions collide with each other, and we're able to harness it in a very efficient manner that allows us to use it to power our devices. It's fascinating! And um, the third other self is like still walking towards you as a the Noah other self is talking. This is when a head pops out of the machine, a purple, weird glowing head that says, but what about the consequences? <laughs> I love this so much. I, I think with that, you have startled the third other self. Ah, suffering steam engines. And their arms uh, turn um, uh, almost like a molten metal red color at that. And like, Everyone can see now this person is fight or flight mode. Probably not flight yet. I would like to hop out of my hiding spot. And if possible, I would like to protect someone. And, well, you see, there's this thing about what you fight fire with. I don't quite remember what it is, but we're going to figure it out. Fish. It was fish? (laughs) (laughs) But I think the idea here, and like, you know, depending on the role, but the idea here is to ignite Sarah's own arms and like basically grapple this uh, thermite other self. Yeah. Who who would you say that you are protecting in this moment? They're moving towards Quinn. Yeah. Then Quinn. All right. Give me that roll. Oh, a nine. I'm going to clear afraid. This feels like escalating the situation to me. Yeah, I think I think this is escalating. As I think this is turning from a conversation to a uh, physical altercation. So, what does it look like as you uh, grapple this uh, other self of yours? So, assuming that uh, they take, they're like getting into a fighting stance. I think the goal is to grab their wrists. And, like, hold them behind their back. Oh, yeah. Which I think an other self of yours is not used to experiencing. Because normally people do not try to grab you by your burning hot wrists. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that person is held back from going after Quint. But uh, now uh, Noah, you all can figure out her name. It's Noah. She is uh, very incensed at you grabbing her person that she arrived here with. You don't know the nature yet. And uh, she is going to reach into her her ample bustle and pull out a uh, a stun baton that flicks open, um, which you will realize in seeing this more matches the, uh, the, the device, the energy-making device than it does the aesthetic of the steampunk dimension. So this is also kind of a weird object out of place. And uh, she is now bracing herself for a fight. She's not uh, swung it at anyone, but now uh, she's eyeing Espanto's head coming out of the device very carefully and bracing herself to uh, fight. So this head here is Espanto, our resident sort of ghost. And your machine leaks ghosts when it's turned on. Yeah, it. it they're like... 
She, like, scratches her head and goes for him. They're, like, projections from other worlds. And they usually, they they signify trouble or a problem that needs to be solved. And they are very loud. And not something you should be messing with. Well, get out of there! No! And she is she is now preparing to her like swing her stun baton at your face. I'm just gonna move back if she wants to hit her own machine. She's welcome to. She's swinging it over the top of it, so I think. Oh, I was gonna have Phantom like move in between to try and stop. And you're invisible still. No, I think I'm gonna expose myself. I'm gonna take off my hood to appear. Phantom starts taking their clothes off. No, Phantom, no. <laughs> Uh, Phantom, are you putting yourself in range of the stun baton? Or are you, if, if you don't roll anything, you're going to get hit. I think this is like a defense. Okay. <laughs> that was fine. I was just going to move back. No, no, no. I don't, well, I don't want the machine to get hit. <laughs> Phantom is protecting the machine. <laughs> okay, but Phantom <laughs> doesn't want this machine to get hit. <laughs> Not defending me, defending the machine. I can defend you both. <laughs> All right, yeah. That's a full hit. That's a 12. You keep them safe and choose one. I am going to clear a condition. I'm going to clear afraid. What does it look like? How do you navigate the situation? A phantom kind of exposes themselves, like takes off their hood to reveal themselves as they move in between their other self and the machine and Espanto and reaches out to like grab uh, Noah by the wrist to stop the swing, be like, whoa, 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 hold on a sec here. Let's, let's not be so hasty. You know, we, we don't need to fight. Do you think you avoid getting shocked or do you think you get shocked? I mean, I guess you, you didn't expose yourself to danger, but how do you avoid touching the, well, I grabbed Noah by the wrist. So like I grabbed onto her. Okay. So you stopped the motion before it completed, right? Okay. Yeah, I think while you do that, the uh, like the corner of the camera, we see like a flash of bright yellow white light as uh, a Junie is charging her burn, but it's off uh, screen. Uh, and so you stop her and she struggles to break free of uh, your grab. I don't know if you did it in the most concrete way, but uh, I think she's trying to pull her wrist uh, out of your hand, like the way that you're supposed to avoid being grabbed is you're supposed to pull at the direction that the fingers are like coming together. And I think she's trying to do that. And at the same time with her other hand, uh, she's pulling something else out of her pockets and it's a grappling hook. And uh, she pulls that out and launches herself across the room. Are you coming with her or are you letting go? I think I want to let go. <laughs> yeah. So she, she swings to the other side of the room away from you, but, uh, and not too far away, just far away enough to, to like, break out of your grasp. This, this is another self of mine that I think is pretty cool. So, another one in, not all my other selves are nerds. Mm, no. I mean, this one might still qualify as a nerd. She's an adventure. <laughs> uh, your Honor, I disagree. Objection. All, all Phantom's other selves are nerds. While this conversation is happening, Thermite, uh, Kalusa is uh, is trying to break themselves out of your uh, hold and is trying to rustle you. I don't, I don't know what everyone else is doing, but that's certainly happening. You can only hold someone's arms behind their back for so long. I think part of why that was so effective was that uh, they were so surprised that someone would 
even attempt to do that. Thermite is just like, listen, we're not trying to hurt anyone here. We're not trying to fight you. But something very dangerous is happening here, and we're just trying to warn you about it. They're still, like, fighting you the whole way through, and they say, I don't care about you hurting us. If you break stuff in this warehouse, our reputation is toast. And, uh, it's just trying to wrestle away. We work for a powerful person in the city, and you don't want to get on his bad side. I guarantee you that I care about not destroying a dimension more than I care about whoever that is. Who's a powerful person? We are Professor Adler's apprentices, of course. All right, that tracks. That tracks. You know what? I I th- I think I changed my mind. <laughs> what changed your mind about this about this other self? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait. Does does he have a does he have a son? Hmm. How do I want to answer this? He used to. She is a uh, stun baton out again, and is 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 ready to just try to just try to go back to the device to get those those meddlers out of her mentor's hard work. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, give myself a condition as part of my shame. Uh, as when I'm confronted with my shame, either harder condition or shift superior down and danger up. So uh, I feel like I'm being confronted with my shame uh, in this moment with the knowledge that this Ollie is also dead. Uh, so I'm going to mark angry. <laughs> so I know what I want to do. I, I don't know how many steps you want to make this. Uh, first step before anything is I want to activate my move uh, game face. Can it count as me wanting to destroy this machine? Sure. Uh, let's start with angry. Yeah, join me in being angry. And now the question is, I'm trying to wonder if, like, assessing the situation would work for for me to figure out how to destroy this? I think assess totally works here. Okay, then yeah, I will do assess, which is... Oh, (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, boy. Uh... Yeah, so Espanto rolled a four. Um, okay. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> yeah, I'm just inside of a machine. That grinds ghosts, maybe? You do your first stabs at like trying to figure this thing out or just how to break it. You're probing it and stuff, and I think you accidentally activate the machine again. Great. I think it, it throws you out of it, and uh, you are... Tossed across the room, and I think uh, you probably need to mark a condition because I think it's kind of painful to uh, be affected by this machine in this way. And I take a powerful blow instead. Yes, I would love that, actually. That's a good idea. Well, that's a 10. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I have two ideas, and we can talk about them. Either one... Espanto gets out of the scene by which she shifts into the ghost dimension so no one can see her. Or Espanto loses control of her powers in a terrible way and everyone can see the ghost now. That's like a really really good idea. Yeah. Yeah, like her field, like when she gets thrown away, her field comes out of her body and everything is like covered in this purple glow. 
And now everyone can see the ghost. Damn. Yes. I love that. Yeah, everyone, uh, you hear the device become activated. You see Espanto get thrown from it. But as that happens, uh, you all get hit with a purple shockwave of her energy. And now when you look back at the machine, you can see the ghost coming out of it. And she's no longer purple. I think that her she can't face right now. She's just a person who can see ghosts because everyone can see ghosts right now. Cool. Oh, I don't know what that was. Mm. Shit. Those are ghosts. This is a useful trick. Not on purpose. Are you all right? So-so hand sign. I'll live. How is Noah reacting to seeing this new... uh New point of view. I think she's seeing it. She looks terrified and, and she says, Professor Aller's going to kill us. And um, she starts just like running at the device. And at the same time, I think Kaluza is, uh, I think they haven't looked over, but they are like trying with all their might to break from you a thermite and rolling away. And I think at, at the same time, actively trying to burn uh, the objects around you and melt them. To try to get, like, from you, but also have metal. It seems like they're trying to grab stuff. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I think she is just... What you can see from this Noah is that she's just, like, trying with all her might to get back to um, the device. I don't know if anyone's going to try to stop either of these people from what they're doing. And if uh, no one is, then I think Mystic is putting a bubble moat around uh, the device in the center of the room now that no one is up against it. I don't know. I guess, Quint, are you still touching it? I don't think Quint has really moved. Then I think you're in the moat, too. I am okay with this. And Mystic is, is up there in the rafters holding it. Um, and I think Cypress looks at her and is like, now you got to teach me that. And so what what are we doing now? I, I want to take a closer look at these ghosts that are leaking out. Do they like look like they're in pain or distressed by what's happening in any particular way? I think they look the classical way that you when you first imagine a ghost is that they look forlorn, distraught. They they just look not not good, but also that's what probably from a pop culture perspective, Quint might imagine ghosts usually look like. Okay, but they don't look particularly happy about leaking out of this thing. One thing I wonder from you is that, uh, are you trying to sense their emotions at all? Can you sense a ghost's emotion? Uh, I don't think he was trying actively, but uh, he does always just passively feel emotions. I think that you couldn't do that until Espanto gave you some of her power. Makes sense. So if you want to try to sense that, you can. Absolutely. I would love to try that. If you wouldn't mind, I would love for you to roll for this because it, you normally are sensing human emotions and not uh, ghosts. Sure. Would you like me to unleash my powers? I am not good at this. Let's find out how this works. Love it. That's still a 10 on a negative one. All right. So on a 10, you do it. You extend your senses. Yeah. And I think you can tell that like, this is just like, there's just like an overwhelmingness to how these beings feel. They feel like they are unnatural. They feel their own existence is unnatural and they are overwhelmed. And I think they don't necessarily feel scared in the way that a living person does, but it's something that you can pin as probably close to that. 
and just confused at the same time. So those are the emotions that you're feeling from it. You can tell, oh, these ghosts don't like this. <laughs> this isn't a pleasant experience for them. Okay, I, I think that might be enough for Quint to start hitting this thing. Uh, and, and he's going to explain himself. And, oh, oh, these... Um, this is new. Last dimension was animals, but apparently I can also feel these guys and they're, they're, they're not happy. They're afraid. Careful. I, they, they don't like this and. Yeah, but you don't know if breaking it is going to make it explode or anything. It's worth the risk. Not if it hurts all of us. Noah's reached the the moat and she's bashing it with her uh, um, stun baton. Of course, it's not doing anything. Consider the amount of dimensional energy coming from this thing. We don't know the effects of it if it explodes. I'm not saying that we should keep it on and make these ghosts suffer. I'm just saying that we shouldn't make the situation worse. I I can't believe Phantoms being the voice of reason here. Um, We need to... Turn it off and then dismantle it. Yes. All right, Phantom. I need you to get in here. Let me at it. Phantom will look up at where Juni is to like be like, well, love you. She's 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 up there watching, but she's like, Phantom, maybe uh, can uh, someone uh? <laughs> and Cypress is like, I got it, and and he's he jumps from the rafters, wings out, and uh, scoops Noah up. Uh, and uh, pulls her away, but uh, she starts scrambling out of his arms as it's happening. But it's just enough to get her to not uh, fall into the area with the device, and you can enter Phantom as Junie lets down the moat. Yes, excellent. I will start working on this machine. You have sixty seconds, Phantom, before I swing it. This, this, this is not. This does not feel good. And uh, Junie puts the moat back up around you, and uh, Cypress. Uh, uh, gets a uh, elbowed in the face and drops <laughs> Noah, who is uh, still uh, looking for a fight. And uh, she's she's the only other person who is still active and goes to try to help uh, Thermite uh, while the two of you do whatever it is you're doing in the moat next to the device. Uh, I think, uh, I just want to say, Espanto is going to help Thermite. Uh, she doesn't have powers right now, but she can she can fight. Hell yeah. Yes, Phantom will quickly work on turning it off and then dismantling it. So, Espanto, how are you helping Thermite? I think she's going to try to take the legs out of Noah. Just, like, knock her down, like, do a leg sweep, knock her down, put pressure against her, and not let her use her baton. Could you... It sounds like a directly engaged me. And still, that's a five... I'm gonna get more potential there real quick. I just need one more and I level. <laughs> uh. Spato is not doing well this session. It's a bad, bad time. Yeah. Do I go for the, to take out her, her legs and she just whacks me with yeah, the, yeah, I think so. With the thing in the back of the head or she's like, she knew I was coming. So she like moves to hit yeah, me. Yeah, I think so. I think she manages to, um, do that. Um, so do you think this is a condition or a powerful blow for you? Uh, you are not powered right now. So I am not powered. 
Uh, I think I am going to take a condition here. I think insecure here fits. Yeah, I mean, you you know how to wrestle, but this this granny scientist dodged your blow and got one in on you. Uh, and so she's uh, continuing to advance on uh, Thermite's fight. At this point, uh, Kalusa has made a real mess of it, and they have made... Had they have destroyed some um, metal shelving, I guess, in the back of this warehouse and have, like, started warping it and, um, like, throwing it at you and around as you two have been fighting. But you've, you know, held pace mostly with them as you are somewhat equals. How do you want to act? Uh, right now, Thermite's mostly kind of, like, dodging, keeping up, trying to look for an opening. Like, kind of, would you say... Perhaps that I've had enough time to, like, analyze my opponent for that one soldier move? Sure. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and roll that. That's a nine, so that's two hold. Keeping that two hold in mind, I'd like to charge towards them and try to directly engage. Um, and I'm going to use the other soldier thing to mark a condition because I'm relying on my training and roll soldier instead of danger. All right. And I'm going to mark guilty because this is the first time I've fought myself. Um, physically, at least. Um, so we're just going to... Okay. The six. <laughs> Someone, Oops. Can someone spend a team to help? Um, I could, maybe. I mean, I think the thing is, Espanto is kind of, like, blinded right now, and he just runs for a tackle, and I don't think it's going to do much, but it's going to distract enough to, to let you finish this. Oh, oh, we didn't roll team. <laughs> uh, who do we think is the leader in this situation? I guess, it, is it Quint? Is he the leader in this situation? I guess so. I guess, yeah. 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 Do you have influence over everyone? I actually might. Yes. Okay, so that's plus one. Um then uh every does everyone what's everyone's purpose? Destroy the machine. Uh stop Noah and Kaluza. Uh mine right now is to uh help these ghosts not feel all this, which might be stop the machine. Disabled machine, yeah. Okay, I think that's. I think we. That sounds this. Does that sound the same to everyone? I think that mostly sounds the same. I, I think it aligns. Is every team member mistrust the leader of the team? Remove a team. I did do stupid things to get here. Yeah. No. Take a team. And then, uh, is your team <laughs> ill prepared or off balance? Some people were drinking. <laughs> oh right, you guys are drunk. Oh God! I didn't even think about that. I was drinking. I don't have my powers anymore. I don't know. I think we were kind of off balance at the start of this, though. We spent a lot of time being like, "Are we sure we we know what we want to do?" So that was two plus one plus one minus one minus one. So we have two plus the one we get from the start of session. So we are left with two now. Okay. And uh, as leader, I can mark a condition to get rid of some of these minuses, right? Yes. Would you like to? How many minuses did we get? You can only do that once. Yeah. yeah we have we'll, two we'll minuses, do that. so you can do it once. So we have to team three then if you're marking condition. Yeah, I'm going to mark afraid. I think some of the, the ghost fear is leaking into me. Aww. Team three. 
All right. So that means that you got a seven to nine on your directly engage a thermite. Um, so what would you like from the list? Yeah, I think, uh, I don't think I'm picking resist here. Um, oh man. I can't do you have like any suggest, like, I, I'm not sure what else to pick though. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, so Espanto is right here next to you, so, like, she could definitely use an opportunity. But if you wanted to impress Surprise or Frighten, we could figure something out, too. Uh, impressing your other self could be fun with, like, your military training versus their... They, they feel more brawly or street brawl to me. Yeah, I do kind of like that. I think, I think yeah, we're going to take impress. I think maybe that... Obviously, I don't know this Kaluza's whole situation, but... I don't think very many people they fight can like, you know, get up in their face like this. So I, th- I think we're going to, we're going to impress. All right. Um, so remind me, do you remember what, uh, your steampunk outfit is? Yeah. So, um, it's not very, it's sort of like a, one of those like news, like paperboy flat caps, the gas mask stays. It's like a button down with the sleeves rolled up, pants, just kind of work boots. And then there was a red sash kind of around her waist. Um, that was pretty much it. Uh, your, your other self, Kaluza, started making like a, uh, like bending metal, like to like make tools to like try to fight you with to, so that you weren't just like hand to hand. And I think they hold one up and your hot fist just goes right through it and, uh, hits them in the face. But I think at the same time, they reach forward and grab the red sash at your belt and it lights on fire. And I think that this is something that from that conversation that you had uh, with your mentor, it feels like lighting things on fire is kind of a a thing that you don't like happening, have happening. Uh, and I think that maybe that is um, also scary for you and condition causing that you are normally so careful not to set your clothing on fire when you use your hot arms, but it's happening anyway because you're fighting someone else with hot arms. Yeah, I think, I think I, I will mark afraid on that. But you got a good one in on, on their face. <laughs> uh, and you, you punch right through the metal, like, like, you know, much faster than they were expecting. Like you two as, no, they're a person who you see from their work is someone who is very good at, at welding hot metals, and somehow uh, you still manage to surprise them, even even so. Yeah, I, Thermite just kind of calls, just give it up. Just put the metal down, just give up. They do drop it. I don't know if you know anything about this city, but it's so hard to make a name for yourself. I don't want my project destroyed over this. Don't you understand? But like is is not doing anything else, just putting their arms up. But they're still burning hot arms. I get where you're coming from. But if I was you, I, I would be less concerned about my own name and more worried about stopping catastrophic consequences. I don't think my name is worth a dimension. And I'd rather do good in silence then rise to the top. And I think in reaction to this, as uh, Noah sees her, like, uh, partner, the person that has, like, welded her inventions together, 
she's trying to make a break for it, but she's she's going for the uh, folded up airship that people might remember me mentioning last episode, and she's trying to activate it and escape. At this point, I, I think we just let her go. Yeah, so she just runs up to it, presses the activation button, the thing blows up, explodes, bursts the top of the warehouse, and uh, she flies off. Okay, that's neat, but uh, let's turn this off. Yeah, while this is happening, Phantom, roll your uh, moves or whatever you want to do to try to... You're trying to de- you're trying to destroy the make it unusable, right? So I think that takes a roll. Yes. So if you have like an un- unleash, maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna have to unleash my powers for this because I don't have any moves specifically for something like this. Unless I have like a gadget I could use to take it apart. I mean, you might have like tools that you have for doing this sort of thing. I feel like Phantom pulls out like. Trying to think of what would be a good tool to like. Phantom pulls out a sonic screwdriver. I was gonna say it's like, well, I was gonna say it's like a, like a, like a tool, like a normal tool, like you would use, like a screwdriver or something. <laughs> but it looks like really weird and like techy. Like there's like parts to it and like it's glowing. So like it's definitely not like a normal like screwdriver. So it is a sonic screwdriver. <laughs> In a way, I guess it is. Anyways, I rolled a 15. <laughs> this would put me at zero gadgets, right? Yeah, so you have to mark a condition. That means I have to mark a condition. Uh, How many do you have? Two. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I will mark insecure. Some of us have four conditions. You know, no big deal. That's normal for Mystic, though. It's normal for her, yeah. Yeah, so I think she lets down the moat and... um I think uh, Mystic in the background, I think she, you see her looking around, thinking about it, and she um, teleports to the ground instead of jumping down. <laughs> yeah, so I think with your um, success here, you um, you definitely are able to see places where the, the like, pieces of the machine are, like, assembled together, and in a way that you weren't able to see when you first looked at this thing because like you just you weren't thinking about how you would take it apart necessarily um and so you're able to to deassemble it so that you're not like breaking apart the pieces in case any of those are i don't know explosive dimensionally reactive or something radioactive radioactive maybe. maybe um yeah um actually i'm gonna change my mind i'm gonna mark a fray because i feel like Stuff like this makes uh Phantom afraid of like Phantom's afraid of devices exploding, considering their history with that. So I'm gonna work afraid instead of insecure. Please be careful. I worked really hard on assembling that. Don't worry, I'm really good at what I do. When it comes to technology, you can trust me. If you assembled it, maybe you can help them. Make sure they do it right. I can do it right on my own. To be honest, I I still don't want to take it apart. I think I can help with that. The fear that I'm feeling from all these ghosts, I want to pump it into him. <laughs> okay. Into them? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, is that... Are you directly engaging? <laughs> it's either going to be a provoke or unleash, I think. Yeah, I think it mar- makes more sense as a provoke. That is a nine. All right. So on a seven to nine, they can instead choose one. They stumble, you take plus one forward against them. They err, you gain a critical opportunity, or they overact, uh, you gain 
influence on them. I think, uh, I think they overact and they're like, uh, what are you doing to me? As, as they say that, they're like, I think they're burning like really hot, uh, and maybe even like on fire actually on their arms. And, uh, they give you influence. So assuming Mystic puts down the moat once the, the danger is down. Yeah, the moat's down. Quint is going to go walk up closer to Calusa and, and kind of squat down near them. What you're feeling right now is the fear and the pain that these ghosts are feeling. This is what your machine is causing. I think uh, you can see that they have a, uh, they're like, they're tearing up. We didn't know. Professor Adler told us this device was going to help people. Yeah, well, you know now. I, I I don't know what this kind of thing is like for you from another dimension, but I don't know if you've ever had to, ever tried to trust someone, a mentor, and they let you down like this. It happens. I guess he can't be trusted in any dimension. A bastard. And Noah said she understood how it worked, and... I trusted her, too. And they're uh, looking at you, Phantom. Why do you look so much like her? Well, you are aware of multiple dimensions. That's what this device was running on. Is it really so surprising to think that you would meet different versions of yourself? And they turn to face Thermite. There are infinite dimensions, infinite possibilities. Not everyone has other selves in every dimension, but the chances of meeting your other self if you travel is highly likely. Unless you try and avoid them, which I was good at before, but now I seem to be pretty bad at it. If it if it helps, uh, you're the second one of us that I've met. I'm new to this, too. You're very good at what we do. And, uh, they, uh, they look at Espanto and be like, Is it over? Espanto, like, checks. First he checks if she gets her powers back. I think you do. And then she tries to get into Espanto form and see if she feels anything. Yeah, I think you feel normal. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's over. It wasn't that complicated to take apart, honestly. I've had bigger challenges. You're lucky you're talented. I would punch you because you're so smug, Phantom. <laughs> Jeannie says, but Phantom, like, what are we going to do with it? If you leave it here, they could just put it back together. That's true. We can't really take away the knowledge of how they made this. But they know now what it did. Uh, Phantom will turn to the third by other self and say, well, you know the consequences of building something like this now. You have the possibility to stop it from being reassembled. I think we should just trust them to do what's right. And we will know, right? There'll be another anomaly, so we'll know where to come. You'll you'll pop right back up on our radar and you'll see us again. Yeah, I'd, I'd really hate to come back here. This look doesn't really suit me. Oh, really? I think you look pretty good. I don't know. I really like the steampunk clothes, personally. Goggles kind of, kind of fit you. Uh, but yeah, maybe, I don't think there's like a power source or a core we could take with us that you wouldn't be able to get, do again. But it might cost you some time. I, I'm going to try to get them to see reason. I know Noah will at least listen to me, but Professor Adler is going to kill us. 
We were supposed to demonstrate that tomorrow, and oh, we were supposed to demonstrate the airship too. Well, the airship still seems to work. Staring at the hole in the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as far as you know, some random criminals came in here and made a mess. We can, we can. Do you have paint? We can like paint this place up and make it seem like it was someone else. No tag. I assume you don't have like spray, air spray. We do you not have tagging in your universe? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think here. Uh, what what is the steampunk version of aerosolized sprays? <laughs> I would assume it'd be steam related somehow. <laughs> Some kind of like steam pressure, like like colored steam, like. God, does anyone want to make up a gang that happens in the steampunk place? I don't. <laughs> I, I figure we would just make generic gang of like, oh, ruffians were here. Uh, something that said like, no to science. Progress is dangerous. We hate the invention fair. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, ah, I'm sure there's anti-science people in this universe. Yeah. I think they're regarded as extremists here, and um, I think people here are like, pretty uh, pretty excited about inventions and whatnot. We could all just also just leave it and let them make their own inferences. I see you don't have the flair of the dramatic than I and my other selves do, but sure. I, I think th- I think this, this um, where my other self is just like... Okay, but just please don't leave me here alone. I'll, hey, I, I can walk you back wherever you need to go. That's only fair. Yeah, so I guess we leave this warehouse, you know, whatever weird state we want to leave it in. Are you, Phantom, are you trying to take pieces of this machine with you? I think they're very large. I was thinking about them, like, is there a way for me to take any parts of it with me without people noticing? <laughs> you just lift up, like, a huge piece and float it with you. Without your team noticing? If it's invisible. <laughs> um, Is there any part of it? Like, what's the... Strain and dice take the smallest part of it with them. Uh, maybe there's something, like, toaster-sized. Like, I think all of it is pretty big. Uh, I think the alternative would be for Phantom to maybe lie a little and say that they're trying to take something to make it harder to rebuild. I think you... Gotta at least take some pieces out of there so that Noah can't just reassemble it in a few hours and put it on stage. I think it, we all realize that that needs to happen. Yeah, I think Phantom takes some of the pieces like, well, it would be hard to rebuild it without these pieces. Yeah, I think you could probably even tell us like, hey, Spanto, grab this, this, and this so that it's harder for them. And Spanto would be like, Phantom, yeah, sure, I just don't course. think you can do it without the rest of the team seeing Maybe later you can break it into smaller pieces, but as it is, it's too big for you to take without, with secretly, to take secretly. Yes, I think Phantom's just gonna lie to everyone about why they're taking these pieces. Fun. It's a good thing I already have Guilty Rourke, because I think Phantom's feeling pretty guilty. Yeah, so it's very... Do you think this is another thing? Do you think I have to do my shame thing again? Or, or do you <laughs> or, do you think you're going to use it for that? It, it says whenever you're confronted with your shame, 
And considering I'm taking pieces and lying about what I'm using them for, considering I want to use them to help me with my shame. Sure. Okay, I'm not going to work another condition. I'm just, I'm going to shift superior down and danger up. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess we we carry the stuff with us and we, do we all walk a Kalooza home or do, do you want to do it by yourself, Thermite, or? The Thermite won't directly voice wanting to do it alone, but like it doesn't make a lot of sense to her for the whole group to do it, if that makes sense. I, I think maybe like, at least Espanto kind of figures that and it's like, yeah, you, you should, you should walk your other self home and we'll all grab pieces to take, uh, to take back. All right. I'll touch base on the comms when, when I'm done. Got it. Well, that was fun. You have a strange definition of the word fun. Although I suppose I can't really talk. That was crap is what it was. I'm glad it's over. Espanto, is that how your powers normally feel? Yeah. I mean, there's more like going in through stuff, but yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Do they normally feel like that? Well, I, I guess you might not really... I mean, I think that was... I think I can get a little bit of that. I I cannot get what they want or their intentions, but your powers probably heightened that up. Yeah, it it, it was a lot. <laughs> Have you seen many ghosts in, you know, your home dimension? Moon, not Moon Harbor. Hey, oh, different show. I mean, you could totally plug Moon Harbor and say you visited for a show and that's where you saw ghosts. <laughs> uh, in Rancho Vasillo? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how I found my powers. Um, yeah, like, usually they, there's something that they're trying to get done or trying to communicate and I kind of follow them. Move, move stuff around. Sometimes find something. Have you, um, have you ever met a ghost with a, a red hair and green eyes? Looks to be about your age. Pretty tall. All ghosts, from what you saw, all ghosts kind of look like that. They're, the color is really hard to make. They're all different shades of intangible. Of course. Do you have any facial features or anything? Anything special? Um, I think Phantom takes out their phone and, like, scrolls through a bunch of pictures and then, uh, shows Espanto a picture of Ollie. And I'm gonna say, unless anyone wants to tell me now, I'm gonna say that, yes, she's seen, she's seen this ghost before. Ooh. And maybe it asks her to, like... Hey, you really wanna hurt Phantom? I mean, always, yes. You could say the ghost asked you to help their friend move on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I, I would need to help someone move on. I, Phantom? You know, I, um, I think I need a moment. Uh, okay, sure. Um, you know, everything's been so much today and, you know, I'm still so drunk and, do you want, want me to wait outside? Give you a moment? Yeah. Okay. Take however much time you need. We'll be outside. Come on, Quint. Yep, Quint uh, goes with Espanto. Mystic's there too, but also coming along. <laughs> I, th- I think when Phantom's alone, they take out the picture that they always keep with them of uh, Dolly when he was like five years old and kind of like looks at it 
and starts crying a little bit. I don't think I can do what you're asking. I'm so sorry, but it's been so hard. I'm so sorry, Ollie, but I hope you understand. I can't do what you ask. Okay, okay. Should go back to the others and pretend like everything's okay. <sighs> then I think the Phantom just goes back. All right, I'm I'm fine. We should we should get going. All right, let's take this junk away from here. Phantom, we can talk about it later. Open offer, okay? So we have the stuff. We all have a big chunk of the machine, except for maybe Thermite, who is off with uh, her other self. The two of you are just, like, walking through the streets of Steampunk Rancho Placeo. It's, you know, near dawn, so it's not pitch black. Um, uh, I think, uh, your other self is just, uh, like, you know, kicking stones along the path, their hands in their pockets. I don't know what I'm gonna do now. Well... I'm sure you'll find something. You and I are different trajectories. <laughs> I'm not really a scientific kind of person. Never, never super have been, but yeah, I'm the architect on a lot of those designs. I'm the artist and people talk to me like the only thing I'm good for is welding the metals and they just don't understand that talent isn't just from my power. And, you know, I thought that. On a project like that with Trevor Adler and Noah Wilson, it would be a good thing for me. And they uh, run their uh, their fingers into their hair. You know, I just, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I wish I could tell you how to get through it. But what I can say is that, you know, we haven't known each other for you know, even like half an hour. And, you know, a good chunk of that was kind of beating the crap out of each other. But, you know, I think you just need to get rest, think on it. And I think that whatever you you put your mind to it, you'll do great. I mean, that's what I try to do. I was about to ask if you were speaking from experience. Yeah, um, I'm Sarah, by the way. I don't know if you also are. I don't know what the last one of me I met didn't have the same name as me, so I don't know what you're... I just go by Kalooza these days. And they shake your hand. A lot of things can change between dimensions, but if there's any chance, maybe you could look up a uh, Gasconade Ricochet. Maybe they can help you. I'll keep that in mind. Who are they to you? That's my mentor. Not on the arm fire side of things, but on the doing the right thing side of things. What is it that you do? This, these days, I'm, I'm a special agent. Just go around punching people with your hot hands? For a reason, yes. I, I work for an organization called Aegis, and what we do is we, we deal a lot with, you know, superpowers and uh, um, superheroes and supervillains. Superheroes? Supervillains? And they have a questioning look on their face. <sighs> yeah, the, uh, back where we're from, it's kind of a whole dynamic. There are 
a lot of people who have powers like you and me and, you know, all of our, uh, all of my, uh, team back there in the warehouse. And some of them use those things for evil. Um, and then there are, you know, other things like giant creatures and, uh, just all manner of kind of like extraordinary threats and superheroes or, you know, supers. Those are the people who stop that. It all sounds so black and white. It can be sometimes. Um, and a lot of people do look at it like that. All I know is I, I'm here to stop innocent people from getting hurt. That's what I do this for. And I think that Aegis as an organization, I think that Aegis is not only a way for people without powers to contribute to that because plenty of people in Aegis don't have any powers. But I just think that, you know, if it all runs right, we can get more done organized than we can as a bunch of individual vigilantes. Like a guild. Like an artist's guild. Yeah. I'm sure that makes sense. <laughs> um, do you have any more to put in this scene? Uh, just that when Kaluza gets wherever they're going, um, Thermite will just kind of like pat them on the back and say, whatever you do, just do it. Good luck. Farewell, Agent Thermite. See you around, Kaluza. Special Agent Thermite. I don't think they know that. <laughs> she did say Special Agent, but Sarah's going to look at what's like. <laughs> Is she? Okay. Yeah, uh, Sarah's a little chiller about it when it's coming from, like, civilians. <laughs> All right. Um, what, what comes next? Um, do we want to do anything else in this dimension, or do we want to just leave with the stuff? We can maybe leave this dimension a little better than when we found it. Uh, I'm not sure what you mean. So they are worried that, or at least uh, Kalusa is worried that Adler is going to go and, um, like, kill them for what what they've done. Um, they were not speaking literally. <laughs> it's like my boss is going to kill me. Was more of the tone, I think. Um, but you know, like, get in trouble, be fired, have you know, lose black, bald, and working for other apprenticeships or whatever type of stuff. Uh, I figured it just could might be fun to have them start, like, the Aegis Guild. Listen, I'm pro-stopping any Trevor Adlers, no matter what they're doing. <laughs> they might do it already. I mean, we, we could, like, push them towards it, or they could, maybe they'll just do it naturally. Uh, and I, I was thinking we can go to those of us that have other selves here and see if they might be interested in it, too, because we know a little bit about how they think. Or there's a good chance that we know how they think and that they might be interested in it, too. But that is kind of an off-the-wall idea. Yeah, I do think that I and probably Junie are both hesitant to call it an Aegis group and would want to be more on the vigilante side of it. But, yeah. Uh, I think Felix Cypress has been hanging around, so I don't, I don't think you had to do anything special to talk to him about this idea. Did you like give him, tell him, oh, you should go find everybody else, or, um, did you want to go talk to the other of themselves in person too? Honestly, that would work just telling, telling Cypress and telling Cypress things that Cypress could tell 
the other cells that would help? I think I think he says secret identities. This all sounds very exciting. That's a, a masked vigilante. I mean, outside of books, I don't think I've ever heard of such a thing. Well, you know us now. If you talk to my other self, try to appeal to her sense of doing the right thing. <laughs> I think I think you could convince her that help this you could help she could help a lot of people this way. I mean, I do hear that she does more than uh, just play uh, mediums on the stage, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Uh, but you know, that's just rumor. He's scratching the back of his head. I don't actually know if that's true. Well, you should find out. But you know, I also don't know how much time I'm going to get an audience with the the Martina Major uh, on such a busy week. But we can see. Do we probably have similar handwriting? Do I need to sign like a coupon thing for you, a receipt? We'll figure something out. I mean, anyways, do you have a, a signature that's not an autograph? Maybe that'll do it. Yeah, sure. And she she gives you like a piece of paper or parchment and signs it real quick. Uh, this and it says like uh, "Meet me," and then the signature. Uh, and it's like if if she's anything like me, she'll probably she'll want to meet you. You're kind of our type, I guess. <laughs> and he laughs and winks at you. She, like, laughing gets a little red and then looks away. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else we want to do? I figured we would probably stay for the the fair the next day at the very least. Okay, so, yeah, so I think it's before opening still. Like, the sun is just barely rising. There's no one on, there's no one, like, out yet. Maybe it's even earlier than that because it's steampunk times. I don't know how early people wake up when they don't have normal electricity. But <laughs> um, it's very early morning still. What uh, is this like? So you you get to um, the tent. Um, Belmont Ra's beautific bioenhancements tent again. Fantan looks like longingly over at the stand, like remembering about it and thinking about it. Quint is going to walk into the scene and then toss you the arm. And then uh, in the background, you see Casey looking at a, a very fancy looking ring with like a gem with Hope's face on it. <laughs> like a, a cameo that is um, Hope's face. Mm -hmm. Strangely modern hairstyle in this cameo. Yeah, you were looking at this, right? I think Phantoms looks surprised and then blushes slightly and is like, oh, thank you. <laughs> So I'm pretty sure you have both your arms. I I do, but this is for um, uh, an experiment I'm you know, trying out. Mm -hmm. And Quint just smirks at them and walks away to enjoy more of the fair. I'm glad he doesn't really ask a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, so that's all, all, I, all I wanted. All right. Yeah, I'm good with that. Anybody else have anything before you, uh, we go? Um, if this is the next day, Martina Major does have an autograph booth that people could go to if they wanted. Otherwise, uh, you know, there's all the same stuff that was here before. Yeah, I honestly think the Spando might just stay in the inn or in the hotel. Just not to make, not to make her face is famous. 
she she's just gonna stay back and wait for everyone to come. Espanto is guarding the pieces of devices. Yeah. Uh, if it's all right with you, uh, Thermite will also stay back because Thermite's not like super interested in invention fairs. We can do an improvised workout using pieces of the machine. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna bench this ghost machine. Ooh, okay, yeah, really throw that stuff around. Really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Phantom goes to get Martinez uh, autographed. God. <laughs> I can give it to you. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the same. <laughs> it's kind of the same. Phantoms loves, Phantoms like really into this fair is like all these inventions. It's so cool. Yeah. I think they, they come back with the autograph. They're like, look what I got. Do you want it? Is that weird? It's probably weird, right? I don't want it and it's not weird. So if I keep it, it wouldn't be weird. I do whatever you want, Phantom. Do you want do you want me to give you another grave? Is this your way of asking? A, a phantom, this autograph, by the way, it's on a very nice um photograph, like very modern, uh not modern for steampunk, but modern but not you know, not modern for prime, but modern for this dimension of a but not out of place either. Of a it's an, a photograph and it is signed Martina Major with a drawing of the Big Dipper written out next to the autograph as part of it. I just think it's neat to have things from different dimensions, especially someone as cool as her. Not to say that you're not cool either. It's just, I really like technology and I like meeting people who's also really into that. Uh Uh-huh. You're a dork, you know that? I I guess, yeah, people said that to me before. Uh Uh-huh. That's fine, Phantom. That's fine. (laughs) You don't have to you don't have to explain to me. It's okay. Oh, good. Think she laughs. I'm trying to decide whether I should do something or not, but I don't think I should. <laughs> to go off with the joke of, uh, of just having pictures of different quints on their phone. <laughs> Look, I also got a picture of quinine. Like a creeper shot, like you grabbed, like without them seeing you, or like you forced them to like come does, into. Okay, so my question is: Does does fandom just have like a scrapbook or a photo book from all different dimensions whenever they get a chance to get a picture of someone they know, of another set of of someone they know? I think they have a collection on their phone. Yeah, like folders on your phone. But I think they also have like a physical thing too. Like they have like a little like pouch for like physical keepsakes. <laughs> I think I don't think it's a creeper show. I think Phantom was like, "Don't question this technology, but come here. <laughs> I want to take a picture with you." Uh, I think that the only way that Quinine did that is that they like checked to make sure you didn't have like malicious intent of your emotions. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I am detecting the emotion fanboy. Um, <laughs> I hope you can appreciate that I very rarely do this, but I rarely feel someone so excited to see me. Steam and cogs. Thank you. But it was also posing with Martina, so. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and I, I think also for this little bit, we see a rooftop where uh, Junie and Cypress are practicing the moat and uh, also making wings. And um, yeah, I think 
I think Cyprus is, is like very excited to learn something in exchange for teaching how to do wings. Um, so any more scenes before we gather up all the stuff and we, we go to prime. Do we try to teleport from the same place that we st- like, do we try to drift from the same place that we were before? Because we're not in like a, a rush, like often how we exit other dimensions. Um, and the place we did teleport from was the middle of a train station. So like we could theoretically go there again, but also we could just go anywhere. Yeah. I don't think we need to like show up inside the, the age of space. So just anywhere would work. Uh, so we're just like in a, like a parking lot next to a strip mall is where we end up. Um, so we are carrying all the, everybody has like a piece of the device. Um, or like, uh, Junie's like, okay, so are we going to bring these straight there? We should bring these straight there, right? Looking at Quint. Yes, that would be best. The the lab people are probably going to take a look at it. That's right. I know some of them. I'm sure they're all nerds just like you, Phantom. There's nothing wrong with being a nerd. At least they all understand what I'm saying. Not, not wrong, but you know. You, you also, know. Also, my question is, did we change out of the steampunk clothes? Did we remember to do that? Thermite did. Yeah, I Okay, think we did, is. okay. I don't think Quinn did. I think Quinn's still wearing it. I think Judy was like, oh, I'll totally change out of this, and then realized, oh, this this skirt is too big to fit in my pocket, in my in my bag. Mm, and then she decided not to change, and, care, and she's just wearing it in her uniform, which fits uh, much smaller is inside her fanny pack. Yeah, I think Sponto's just wearing, like, workout clothes, gym-looking clothes, and then have, like, either a backpack or just carrying the rest in her arms. I think, uh, I think uh, Junie looks around and she's like, wow, we really drifted into a very public place, huh? Yeah, that was different. But better than spiders. Are we going straight to Aegis, or...? Yeah, let's just head over to headquarters, then. I'm trying to think of how Phantom would take some of these parts with them. Do they just leave with some of the parts? I, I think the best thing for Phantom to do is uh, what Fabi mentioned. Just take little bits of it apart and pocket them, the, the important parts, while we take uh, the rest of it. Yeah, I think that's what Phantom's doing. Maybe in that downtime when Espanto and uh, Thermite were just chilling, maybe you managed to break some apart. Um, yeah, so, uh, I guess we, we report back to Aegis, um. I'm sure that there, there's somewhere we're supposed to leave things like this, uh, for the, the lab people to pick up. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So, um, Phantom, you walk away with pieces of those, um, devices in the arm. <laughs> Is it, like, strapped to your back or something, like, underneath the cloak? Or are you just walking around with it in your hand? I think it's, like, strapped to the back. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely think we see Phantom, like, disappear from view and, like, we appear at a warehouse where they set everything down on a, on a table. And they say, well, I think I can start building. Okay, I do need to ask if Phantom waves at the rest of us with the prosthetic arm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, that, that was important to know. Yes, it was vitally important. <laughs>
Thanks for listening. In this dimension, Espanto, a.k.a. La Osa, a.k.a. Martina Bosquez, the Janice, is played by Fabi Garza. She can be found at at Fabi Garza or as a cast member of Eidolon Playtest. Junie Mystic Haraway, the Nova, is played by Siobhan. She can be found on Twitter at at Spellbound Mage as direct impact on Splintered Vision on Protein City Comics or at twitch.tv slash runaway sorcery. Phantom, the Brain, is played by Charlie. She can be found on Twitter as at Magical Pride or on Sir Podcasts at at Prepod Engage or at Devoid of Space. Quintessential Hero, the Soldier, is played by me, Eric, who also edits this podcast. I can be found on Twitter as at PrimeFactorX01, and my work can be heard on the shows Arcadia California and Breathing Space Fading Frontier. Special Agent Thermite, the Soldier, is played by Olivia. She can be found on Twitter at at Livy Coddle, or heard on Breathing Space Fading Frontiers. And our dimensional tour guide and showrunner is Lee. You can find him on Twitter as at the Love Names and as the showrunner producer for Arcadia California and Breathing Space Fading Frontiers. We can all be found at our Discord server, found at discord.lovenames.com. Otherware is produced by Love Names Media. Our other projects can be found at lovenames.com. It's played in Masks, A New Generation, by Brendan Conway from Magpie Games, at Magpie Official on Twitter. Our theme music is composed by Michael Freitag, on Twitter as at Admiral Amara. The actions and opinions presented here belong to the individuals from this dimension only, and are not representative of any other selves, known or unknown. Otherware is not responsible for any side effect drifting produced by listening to this podcast.